if you'd like to contact me regarding the show, this episode, anything in particular, you can always reach me at adcomedyjokes at gmail.com. I'm always open to any type of criticism, be it what worked, what didn't work, what you like, what you didn't like. Maybe some things too long, maybe some things too short. Let me know. To help support this podcast, what you can do is wherever you're listening to the show that allows you to rate and review, please give us five stars. As we slowly move upon that chart, up the climate charts, I think we're like uh, 999,900,999,900 or something like that. Let's climb up those charts together. Let's watch this grow with potential. It's got potential to grow. With the right foundation and the right support behind it, I believe we can be better. I, strive, I subscribe to give you better as an audience member. Uh, thank you for listening to this show. Damn it, I need you to listen to this show. It's back to the trenches for me at work. Just remember, no one else tells you this today. I love you. Hey there, it's Adrian. And welcome to the SFW Podcast with Adrian. Just a heads up, the show is all about comedy and it's intended for a mature audience. We'll be fiercely diving into various topics, engaging in frank conversations that may push some boundaries. Remember, it's all in good fun. So don't take everything so seriously. We understand that opinions, statements expressed may not align with everyone's perspective. Now take a moment to acknowledge the importance of fair use doctrine under the Copyright Act. Fair use allows for limited use of copyrighted material without seeking explicit permission from the copyright owner. This doctrine takes into account factors such as the purpose and character of the use, the nature of copyrighted work and the amount used, and the effort on the potential market for the original work. By abiding by the principles of fair use, we're ensuring that we can provide insightful and entertaining content while respecting the rights of copyright holders. Encourage to explore more about the fair use and its guidelines to gain better understanding of this important aspect of copyright law. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hope you enjoy. And welcome back to the SFW Podcast. It is 2024, and how are you doing? Where have you been? What have you been up to? I think we've talked since before Christmas or a little bit after Christmas. I don't remember the last time we officially chat I know it's been a minute I've been working it up on my end sweating it out I'm trying to uh, achieve some goals this year I got planned lined up some things I want to get done still holding on that the thing I wanted to do was going to happen later on this year but we'll see you know I mean a nice big windfall of cash will help but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but there are paths to success through various avenues so just because this one thing doesn't happen doesn't mean that it's completely shut out how are you? So much has happened since we last talked. I don't even know where to begin. Um, first of all, let me just say this. Um, oh, this is going to be embarrassing, but I might as well just get out of the way. I attended a... Tried to attend New Year's Eve party, right? I was like, oh, it's New Year's Eve, I'm off. So sick and tired of being... In the, in the spot with myself, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be around people. I want to get my groove on. I want to be around people. I got a little money saved up. Let's go out. Bought these ticket. Bought a ticket to this this New Year's Eve party at this hotel club bar thing on the rooftop or whatever, right? I got a little nice little suit lined up, looking nice, looking good. And 
Yeah, wanting to go out and going out or two different things. Like, yeah, I don't I crave interaction with people sometimes. Sometimes, very, very limited, but sometimes I do. Well, sometimes I don't want to be bothered, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I want to go out and be around people and be around music and be around lively atmospheres. But most of the time I'm hold up like a like a fucking uh, like a agoraphobic <laughs> peeking out the window looking through peepholes <laughs> um so I got there I spent a good chunk of money on the ticket I think tickets were like 50 60 bucks or something like that because it's, it's New Year's Eve right dude I wasn't in that place for more than like less than an hour probably and I was like I gotta get the fuck up out of here I cannot I'm just okay here's the thing Trying to force myself to go out and be more sociable is one thing. Like, okay, let's go here. Let's go do something here. But once you get there, okay, what am I going to do when I'm here? I have nothing to do. I don't know anybody here. I'm not going to just walk up, go up and start talking to random strangers. I mean, people do that. It's fine if you're if you're a social person. You get deep like, fuck it. All I need is a dance floor, some music, and a little bit of drink, and I'm good. Mm, mm, mm. You know, if that's you, that's you. But not me. You know, if I was somewhere where at least I knew one other person, where I can kind of hang out with them, where we can talk and shoot the shit, and it's you can get into, you know, either be with another, with a male friend or on a date with a female friend, doesn't matter, or meeting somebody there to hang out with. But the thing is, they have someone there who I was already expecting to meet, to where it's not awkward. We can talk, we can dance, we can. But like, she's kind of cute. Go talk to her. You know, like the guys used to do back in the day. I don't know if guys do that anymore. Maybe next fucking. Sexual harassment nowadays. You look at somebody's direction, slap with a lawsuit or a charge. <laughs> uh uh-uh, why are you looking at me? Anyway, so, um, got there. So fucking awkward, dude. Like, I was trying to get in the groove. I'm like, look, look, you're out already. You're here. You spent your money. You got dressed up. You took the Uber here. You, you just get on, get on the dance floor. Get, 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 get it cracking. Do something. <laughs> Right? That's, that's what I'm saying in my head. But then I'm all like held up in the corner, shaking like a chihuahua. End up leaving there and just going to a bar and uh, near the apartment. Uh, was at another bar, like, bar's probably like a couple blocks away from the apartment. It's a bunch of bars and stuff around here. Should have looked into and gone on one of those because at least it's that not that far from the apartment. You don't have a good time. You can always just walk back. Oh, I'm not found. Um, went to this pool hall place was chilling group comes in they're all happy it's New Year's y'all Woo! don't know none of them hey man right here man everybody get a shot especially you right here man you get a shot too started drinking and talking with them walked back to the apartment and I was asleep before the ball dropped before the, 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 the 2024 officially started so I tried to go out and do something out of my comfort zone. Felt awkward. Felt awkward as hell about it. Where I just felt so like such anxiety, like of like tr- talking to people or trying to talk to people. Not, not even trying to talk to them, like just like not trying to be weird and creep, give all creepy vibes and stuff like that. And, uh, and they don't get me into the self-conscious bit of like all these women were out dressed up looking nice. I'm thinking to myself, damn, but if I can just pull one back to the to the crib. For the night, that'd be dope. I'll go back to her spot, that'd be dope. But it's, 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 it's multiple layers of that. So, yeah, I I, I knew I was social, socially anxious anyway. But 
it really kicks in when you're by yourself. Because at least if you had someone else there, you can be like, man, I only want to, you know, I can kind of force myself to have fun because I'm with somebody else and I don't want to bring them down. But when I'm by myself, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing this? Ain't nobody here to impress. Fuck about here, dude. Let's go somewhere else, you know? So that's how that started. Or ended, I should say. 2023 ended and how 2024 began. Me being a fucking social mess. Hope you had a better time than I did. I know it's pretty much almost February right now. Me talking to you, so it's like, well, yeah, that was like so long ago at the beginning of the month. Are you still up to your New Year's resolutions? I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to uh, take each day at a time. Try to save a little bit of money. A little bit of something. It doesn't have to be like crazy amount. I mean, ideally, I would like to save, you know, half a G to a G a month. But bills and shit popping up and things like that. Emergency things come up. So, Ooh, it's a little harder to do. Especially with inflation and things like that. Ugh, I don't know if you're in America or, or wherever you're living at. Um, with, with what it's like where you are. But it is it is bad. Especially even in a major city. Just outside of a major city where it's commutable. Oof, stuff is just so high nowadays, man. It's fucking carton of eggs was like five. I, mean, I guess they've gone down a little bit since then, but it's still ridiculously priced. Um, so we're just gonna go straight to it. In the news, in the news, in the news, in the news. What are we talking about now? We're gonna go to our longtime correspondents, TMZ. Uh, this is also an election year in America, 2024. Hopefully, uh, the worst doesn't happen, but we'll see. Um, what is this Beverly Johnson Hotel Drain? What? I don't know what that means. Beverly Johnson Hotel Drain after I swam. I was saying, what? Because she's black? I mean, yeah, that probably happened. Um, Diddy and Diego squash beef settle races alcohol also yeah because Diddy's got other things he's got to worry about right now. So, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Laura Sanchez, Post of Vogue, I don't care anything. Uh, California soul singer Elena Shaw, dead at 81. Uh, I don't I don't know who she is. Uh, shark attacks. NYC man arrested on an unrelated warrant tried to open Taylor Swift's door. Huh? Meek Mill asked how Africans stream music. Oh, God. So fucking ignorant. We think they're all in the jungle? That is a... Wow. Meek Mill is one of those people that's like, dude, like his whole career went down when he Started beef with Drake for whatever reason back in the day. Was it summer 16? Isn't that what it was? Something like that, right? For whatever reason, he was beefing with Drake. Then he went to jail. Then everybody was like, oh, free Meek Mill, free Meek Mill. First of all, I hate when motherfuckers do that shit. It could be a motherfucker who did all types of horrible crimes and stuff like that, but they still be like, man, free my man, free my man. It's like, no, let that motherfucker stay in jail till he dies. Free. Now, there are there may be a lot of people in prison in jail right now who were uh, 
wrongly accused, wrongly convicted, lied on, set up, scapegoat, uh, police didn't do their due diligence, the courts didn't care and just pushed it along. Doesn't want to do that. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of fuckery in the in the in the in the, in the legal system, in the penal system, and stuff like that. So that's understandable. But we hear motherfuckers like that talking about man, free my man's. <laughs> it's like, come on now, what the fuck are we talking about? Like for instance, this is an old, 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 old. Shout out to Long Beach Griffith. This is an old sketch of his from like six, seven years ago. Something about Kanye West purchases his permanent titanium teeth or something like that. I don't know. It's his money. He can do whatever he wants to do with it. Um, whatever. I don't want to give you a shit. From what I hear, his music ain't been popping like it's been, so he's not even, you know, relevant musically anymore, right? Cocaine shrimp. Man alleged man arrested for allegedly smuggling drugs, hitting inside frozen shrimp. Eh. I think it was, I mean, like what, like a bag of shrimp? Cocaine Bear Producers might have a sequel because a man allegedly caught using another creature to smuggle blow underwater and underwater sequences all the rage. Zuri, Zachary, Zachary, but it's R-I-E, Zachary Scott. This is the John F. Kennedy Airport in NYC Friday for allegedly attempting to smuggle coke inside bags of frozen shrimp. A 22-year-old who lives in Guyana but holds U.S. citizenship allegedly hid bricks of the drug inside strip bags, allegedly essentially covering up the substance, making for a very different kind of cocktail party. Feds said they did a field test with any traces of cocaine. And, I mean, this is weird. Like, why are you traveling here with frozen fish, dude? Like, with frozen shrimp. I just, I mean, it is so like certain thing. Like, when they did the ones when they showed them breaking open the uh, the, the, the pineapples, it wasn't just like just like cracked open the cut up the pineapple. And then it was like, oh no, you cut open the pineapple, take it out. Then you had to take the pineapple chunk out. Then you had to cut into the pineapple chunk, and then the cocaine was inside the pineapple chunk itself. That was genius. 
I don't know what guys don't travel with frozen shrimp. Like, that's suspicious. Like, why are you, like, I mean, I'm sure people travel different places with stuff all the time, but, like, traveling for, like, frozen foods, especially from, like, you know, other countries and stuff like that. I mean, unless it's, like, home-cooked stuff. I don't know. I was just, that seems very weird to me in itself. I, I would have been suspicious of that myself, to be honest, which... Uh, drugs weigh more than 40 pounds. They talked to say he confessed and agree, agreeing to smuggling drugs with cash. He appeared in Brooklyn Federal Court Tuesday to face charges. Uh, he's been spearheading the case. Uh, he could face him for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was a smart thing to do with the, with the, with the shrimp. I'm pretty sure. I was, was kind of like, I don't know. Man. I mean, they used to do it back, back in like the 80s and stuff. 80s, 90s, they would do it with coffee, because the, the, the drug, but then it's like, damn dog, how much coffee you need, <laughs> how much coffee you trying to bring over, <laughs> you trying to, <laughs> but I don't know, and in, in of itself, like, I don't know, like, it just seems weird to me, You're trying to bring it over a frozen shrimp, I guess you do whatever you can, I just been suspicious of the frozen shrimp, why are you bringing frozen shrimp over? Is it a special kind of shrimp? Like, I don't... Anyway. Uh... No, I don't care about Justin Timberlake. Richard Simmons. Dramatic turnaround over Polly Shore biopic. Wishes Polly good luck. I think Polly Shore wants to play Richard Simmons in a Polly... In a biopic. I mean, they kind of sort of look alike. <clears throat> Uh, Pawn star Rick Harrison's son Adam dead at 39 after overdose. Oh, speaking of that, uh, Logan Paul system fell my late stalker after parent suicide. I don't, know, I don't care anything about Logan Paul. Yeah, Paul is sure trying to do a Richard Simmons movie. Um, he wants to be taken seriously now. He spent the 90s going, buddy. Um, speaking of which, I just had it and then I read something I forgot it. So we won't get into this. This is Juice World's, uh, most of the last 27 hours of Juice World's life. So, I, forgive me if I'm wrong. I always thought this young man just died of a drug overdose. Like, maybe partying too much or self medicating or something like that. It sounded like he was about to face some serious prison time for smuggling and some shit and decided he didn't want to do that time. But I could be wrong. I don't really, you know, this is just me allegedly all that stuff whatever but if that's the case then he's a fucking coward airport we got a nice injury in here this would be the call that unfortunately marked the end of juice world's life just hours prior he was seen on instagram joking around and having fun with his entourage in a private jet en route to chicago in a However, private jet whilst on board the relaxed environment would transform into a state of panic after juice world also learned that according to the original leaked case incident report members of the gang investigation federal task force were waiting for them to land at the airport so they could conduct a cannabis slash weapons investigation how did law enforcement know that juice world would be carrying a legal contraband upon landing? Did it have something to do with his girlfriend's meth trafficking charge from two years prior? Or the death of another Chicago rapper from only six days beforehand? Was his death a result of trying to avoid jail time upon landing or simply an unexpected over... 
Uh, somebody tweeted he didn't ask about a bunch of pills because the police went there. Who knows at the most coincidental time possible? Some right. conspiracy theories posit that Juice World isn't even dead at all, some of which being supported by a surprising amount of evidence. Regardless, one thing was for certain, as outlined in the original case incident report. At the time of his death, Juice World, aka Jared Higgins, was a heavy Percocet user and, quote, had a drug problem. He and then it was the girl that he's with now, that he was his fiance or whatever the hell she's supposed to be. Is back in the news trying to eat off of his plate now, talking about like uh, if he really loves Juice and his music and stuff like that. Either way, whatever. I mean, he had that one song, Lucid Dreaming, that was kind of eh. But other than that, and then what? The song he's on, Eminem's song, Godzilla. It just does the hook. It's kind of like eh. You know, it's kind of mid mid rangeish to me, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't see the appeal of it. I'd lean for the first time in the sixth grade after listening to Future's 2011 mixtape Dirty Sprite 1, with you stating, what do you expect if I'm a young dude that really loves music, really looks up to these artists? I didn't have a man giving me no type of guidance. My father wasn't in my life like that. So listening to this grown-ass man rap about lean, I'm like, well, that sounds really appealing. And then he listened to Future growing up, talking about lean, and then that, and then he inspired a bunch of other people. See, it's an ongoing cycle, and then no one sees nothing wrong with that. No one sees nothing wrong about, hey, you're talking about doing drugs, being misogynistic, capitalist, greedy views, uh, putting money over human life, putting money and materialism over human life and human well-being, and safety of others those around you, uh, murder, doing all types of legal felonies activities, treating women horribly, doing all types of drugs and stuff like that. No, 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 it's just music, man. It's just music from the streets, you know what I'm saying? That's just in the streets right there, man. What do you think? You always had issues with drugs even before you started to get famous and uh, rich. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it was something that I was into early, low-key due to music. The second song I've ever heard about Future, Dirty Sprite. Like, for off the first Dirty Sprite mixtape, I had me wanting to sit lean at like 11, 12 years old, bro. Two to three years later, Juice found himself getting involved with hard substances. I ran into some purposes my freshman year. I've heard of lean make you shit on yourself. However, despite showing his knowledge about how bad these drugs were, Juice was unable to stop his addiction. Yeah. But, um, your body is dependent, so it's like, it, it, it can tell you apart. His music... I mean, I, I can't, I can't talk. I mean, I'm not into any... Uh, I was always afraid of doing, like, hard, hardcore drugs. I don't even like weed, the times I smoke weed. Out of all the times I smoke weed, less than half of them actually had a really good time I was on it. Most of the time I was like fucking paranoid and just had all these crazy thoughts racing through my head and stuff like that. And I didn't like it. It's like I just wanted to not be high anymore. But, you know, my reactions are repeating over and over. I felt like I'd never be sober. <laughs> Shout out to the boss side. Um, I just, I didn't like it. And I just can't imagine doing anything harder than that to where, like, you have no control over what you're doing. And then the few times where I really was like, blackout drunk and don't know how I got home sometimes. It's, it's happened. It happened uh, earlier this month. I was at a holiday party for my job. You know, open bar, free food. I left the party, alright. I remember, hey guys, I'm leaving. Doing the Uber. I'm talking about I probably was drinking straight for like two hours. No break in between. No pacing. Just slamming shots and beer. Shots and beer. Shots and beer. So I didn't embarrass myself at the party. 
but I don't remember from leaving to getting home and waking up the next day. I don't remember nothing. Uh, I, I got apparently I must have gotten the right Uber, must have went well, must have got you know got home safely. Uh, I'm assuming you know. <laughs> I mean I had all my money, my keys, my phone, stuff like that. You know, check my nut, my butt. Everything felt good. <laughs> My nut, my butt, my mouth. <laughs> you, know, hey, you know, people get violated. Dudes can get violated too. You know what I mean, it can happen. <clears throat> not one that on me, but I'm saying, you know, it could. It could have, you know. Um, so everything felt alright. And I just, the only thing was, I ordered some fucking McDonald's, I guess. Apparently, I ordered like 30 something dollars worth of McDonald's when I got home. Fell asleep. Obviously, he was fucking drunk, passed out, and it was downstairs in the lobby, um, because you have to go down to let him in after a certain time, because the people aren't at the front desk. I said, ooh, ooh, you got a front desk. That's not really that great. After a certain time, when the front desk person isn't there to let people in the building, usually like from like, I don't know, say like from 8 to like 5 or 9 to 5 or something like that during the week or whatever, when they're not there, you have to go downstairs and, you know, that... If you respect this food or deliver or something like that, you have to go down and get it yourself, right? Fucking fell asleep and I was just sitting there and woke up. Phone said, uh, first I had a message, you know, call, miss call, miss call, message, message. Uh, didn't ask enough your food in the lobby with a picture of it sitting in the lobby. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so went down there, got it. Cold McDonald's fries, cold burgers, watery fucking sprites. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long it was sitting down there. It was like a couple hours it was sitting down there. Anyway, nobody bothered. It was still wrapped up and stuff like that. But still, like, that was ugh. Often reference needing to take these substances as a coping mechanism for what his girlfriend explained to be an anxious, overactive, fast-paced mind. Being so famous with access to such a large pool of money also seemed to influence Juice World's drug problem. Yeah, and then when you're famous, it's also, it's like, it's easier... Okay, say right now, say right now, me personally speaking, say I had just 10 grand cash laying around. Now I want to go find me some drugs. I mean, maybe I know some people that have some weed, but now I don't want weed, I want coke. Where can I get some coke? I guess I ask people to sell weed if you know somebody that sells coke. Like, I don't, I really don't know how to put that phone call in. But when you're rich and you're famous, the shit comes to you a lot of times. And sometimes if you're, if you're rich and famous enough, you don't even have to pay for the shit. They'll just give it to you just to be around you. Do you feel like you fell into that trap though? As like as you start to get money and stuff, you just started to do more and more drugs. Talking about his drug addiction, as he's sitting there smoking a blunt. While in a different Instagram live stream, it stated that money did almost nothing to fix the problems that had caused his drug addiction in the first place. I deal with anxiety and juice world. Nah, nah, nah. Money is the answer to certain problems, but it is not the answer to those type of problems. In the months later, he sounds like a very intelligent young man. He went out on a very, very stupid ass path. Juice's drug problem appeared to have Get him higher drunk, push him in that record booth, let him gacked out of his mind talking about uh, 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 uh
That's a wrap. That's a record. We should probably get him some help. After the hook. After the hook, we'll get him some help. Maybe. Possibly. We'll, we'll see. Then he was going upstairs and hanging out with the guys and doing the same thing. Max Lord would then go on to say, I and a couple other people had come to him in tears like, we're worried about you and we're scared we're going to lose you if you keep up these habits and we have to do something. Which led to Juice Water agreeing to attend rehab, which was scheduled to begin on the 22nd of December 2019, two weeks after he would board the flight that would all... But they keep pushing it off, you keep pushing it off, and that just allows him to say, well, I can do as much as I want, I'm going to rehab later on anyway. As somebody who's always trying to set goals of like not doing certain stuff, I always like, oh, I want to start the first of the month. But then that gives me the rest of the month to fuck up as much as possible. Just get him help that day. That, you know, don't let it, if it's that serious, you can't. You gotta take him somewhere. We lead to his death. Jay was supposed to go to rehab that month. We tried so hard to do positive things every day, like ride dirt bikes or paintball to keep busy, and not do pills, but every night once he hit the studio, that was it. He loved it. With all this in mind, it's hardly surprising to hear that when Juice World and his eight-person entourage pull up to the plane, they were carrying an otherworldly amount of illegal narcotics. The group had shown up to the chartered private jet over three hours late, according to Flight West plane tracker. However, during the Into the Abyss Juice World HBO show, his cousin Sean Bailey would state that they were actually six hours late before going on to mention that the pilot was in a foul mood as a result of the delay. You right, you showed up to fucking niggas being niggas. We got certain times. Even just showing up two, three hours late is ridiculous. They showed up six hours late for a flight. I mean, I guess they're being paid regardless, right? But you don't want to sit there all day like, I could be doing something else. I, I get it, I get it. I, you know, like somebody like, well, you're getting paid anyway. Just, you know, like, no. You think about this time, like, I could be doing something else right now. Either we're going to be taken off or not. Like, I could be literally doing something. I can't leave because what if they show up? Like, what's the grace period? If you're six hours late to a flight, charter flight, mind you, so that means that they're waiting for them. Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the, they don't call you? Like, that's just so fucking irresponsible. Advantage of chartering a private jet is that once everyone is inside the plane, you can take off instantly. There's no waiting around as is the case with a commercial flight. However, after the group boarded the plane located in Van Nuys, California, they sat around for approximately 15 minutes without leaving, stating that something felt off. Pilot was acting weird, the stewardess lady was acting weird, and I just didn't feel, I just felt something off. I got up to like, yo, we should leave. You know what I mean? I got up and walked to the door and then like... To see if the cars were still there, and I'm like, because I was gonna be like, let's just go this plane right yeah. now. Like, something's not right. The details are foggy, but this seems to have been the time during which the pilot of the flight notified law enforcement in Chicago about the contraband on board. Has mm. this since proven to be? I'm sorry, but the pilot was in the right mind to snitch. He probably has a wife and kids to get home to, and Hudson needs to feel safe. I don't blame him. If I found out I was flying on a plane with guns and loads of drugs, it seemed like. Something bad was gonna happen. I fucking course I'm telling cops safety will be my number one priority. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm hating on Jews or anything because I've been a longtime fan and I'm really upset over him passing. Don't blame the pilot. Oh, uh, were they blaming the pilot because he's no motherfucker show up three six hours late. Crazy amounts of fucking drugs and weapons and shit allegedly you know, give incredibly controversial online with rappers such as Boosie as well as Juice's girlfriend claiming that the pilot snitching had resulted in Juice's eventual death I've lost two of the most important people in my life because
However, others such as this lawyer on Twitter stated, the pilot was trafficking drugs and guns involuntarily and wanted to go home to his family. This is in no way his fault, children. There are multiple Reddit posts arguing about whether or not the pilot is in the wrong, so it's probably best approached by drawing your own conclusion. However... No, not at all. You're bringing, you're, you're, you're endangering me, myself, my safety, my well-being, making me uh, annoying participants in drug trafficking, uh, gun trafficking, whatever the fuck I'm doing. No, what the... I don't talk right now. If y'all got any drugs or guns on this on this right here, I'm not taking off. I need to throw that shit out or get it when you get there. I'm not flying you. And I will let the cops know. All of this is still assuming that the pilot was the one who notified law enforcement in the first place. There's no confirmation of this in the official police report. Other theories posit the law enforcement planned on searching Juice's jet as only five days prior, the FBI had arrived in Chicago to investigate a gang-related murder of another rapper going by the name of Shooter Shells. Shooter Shells had released a diss track just prior to his death aimed at a rival gang distantly related to Juice World's record label. So it is possible that the searching of Juice's jet had been a result of suspected gang activity considering the official police report does mentioned that the search was for cannabis slash weapons. Regardless of the motive behind the search, one thing was for sure. The agents weren't leaving Chicago airport until the plane had been searched in its entirety, which would be relayed to those on the plane as they flew toward Chicago. Everything was normal and everything was fine. And once we started getting closer to Chicago and we started getting service on our phones, our security guard, Hen, texted the group chat and was basically like, cops are here, they have a dog. This would be the point at which Juice World took an unspecified but assumed high quantity of Percocet pills. The motive for this, according to the popular mainstream media narrative, was so Juice could avoid drug charges upon landing. Or trying to swallow them? That's smart. While this idea makes sense as a surface level theory, many prominent individuals believe it to be incorrect and fabricated to make the story more interesting when reported. For example, Chris Long, Juice's videographer, who had been a part of the entourage on the final plane ride, took to Twitter stating, Jay did not swallow a bunch of pills because the police were at the airport. He gave no Fs about them being there. He could have flushed them down the toilet if he cared. Jay was just hooked bad. The amount he took daily was absurd, and he hid how much he took from mostly everyone. Everyone around him tried really hard to get him to slow down. When he agreed to rehab, it was because he wanted to lower his tolerance. He didn't want to stop. Oh, Juice knew the cops were coming, so took a handful of pills, and like, that's not what happened. I'm like, Juice did drugs, yes. You know what I mean? But he didn't try to hide them, or he knew he wasn't going to get in trouble. He had people around him that are going to take care of. Other individuals further this mm. such as Adam22 from the No Jumper podcast, who had been close with Juice World in the lead up to his death. I wonder to what extent that story is maybe different. It seems kind of so silly to just take a bunch of pills when it's like, if you were really getting busted with a bunch of illegal stuff, a handful of perks is not going to make a dent in the case. Perhaps Juice took a high mm. dosage to alleviate his anxiety, knowing that he was probably going to be arrested after landing. Alternatively, maybe he knew he was headed to jail for the night as a result of the other stuff on board and was taking an extra high dosage to avoid withdrawal later. Whatever the motive happened to be, the pills had been taken and there was no going back. After landing in Chicago at 1.30 a.m. So let's just say accidental overdose. Accidental overdose, whether he did it because he was trying to hide it from the cops or he did it because he was like, fuck it, this will probably be the last time I'm going to get something. Call my lawyer, I'll be out tomorrow. Boom. 
the group would embark from the plane before taking a seat in the empty private jet terminal. According to the official case incident report, a police canine dog then entered lobby, began search, and immediately indicated a positive alert on a suitcase on the first cart. The dog then left and re-entered lobby for search of second cart. Canine immediately alerted on a suitcase on the second cart. Upon opening the first bag, Uros discovered a large amount of vacuum-sealed green leafy substance, suspected cannabis, and when they say large amount, they mean large amount. Juice World and his entourage had packed a total of 70 pounds of cannabis into their suitcases in preparation for Juice's birthday, which had been scheduled for the night after he would die. This weekend, we're going to Chicago to celebrate his- Why do you need 70 pounds of weed, dude? Dude, weed was getting decriminalized pretty much everywhere. <clears throat> what if like, you should just go to Chicago and just go to a dispensary? You could have probably bought out the dispensary. Why would you risk doing that? His birthday. It was just his birthday the other day, um, but we're going this weekend, Saturday. Uh, we're flying out there. We're going to uh, have a birthday party with his mom, his family, and friends and stuff like that from out there. So. However, the sheer amount of substances held by the group is full. What's that? Why did Juice have so much weed on the plane? Hey, so I was wondering if you wonder why he had 70 pounds of weed on a private jet. I've seen some saying that's bringing it back to Chicago to celebrate with his friends, but I've also seen he was trafficking drugs for a gang in LMB. Does anyone have any idea? want a list of alternate theories about why they've been transporting such a high quantity in their luggage. One theory which, to be fair, sounds a little far-fetched is that the drugs were for Juice World's girlfriend to sell after they had arrived in Chicago, the theory having come about after a username. Ali allowed Juice World's girlfriend before he passed, high-profile drug dealer may have contributed to him passing away. <coughs> Ali Lottie. And like I said, now she's like scheming Alicia. Uh, Leon, I guess that's how you say her last name. Um, she, yeah, she just seems like, I don't know, maybe she was into, actually, I don't know. Because there's a video of her listening to his music before they met. She's like, I can't, that's why I listen to the radio. This is bullshit. What is this? Singing his song, like, hey, man, this is bullshit. And then maybe they met, maybe they clicked, and they found love. That happens, right? She just really seems like somebody that just like, likes some lifestyle, likes the attention. I was with Juice before he passed. Like that, like will milk the shit out of that for the, like as long as she, she can. I was, his last words were to me about me. He said he loved me. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm supposed to get married, have babies. Mhm. Mm Squirt Reynolds would tweet: Ali Lodi, Juice World's girlfriend before he passed, is a high-profile drug dealer and may have contributed to him passing away. A thread which contained a document showing that Ali had apparently been to court in 2017 for the importation of methamphetamine. Ali would respond to the tweet by stating, never seen methamphetamine ever, and I'm pretty sure methamphetamine is Adderall's, ah ha ha, again, this paperwork has nothing to do with me, I'm sorry, ah ha ha ha, I don't even know the lawyer, ah ha, bah ha ha, I don't even know bro, ah. She's literally typing that stuff out, she's a fucking ditzy ass. This is, this is really, all this is a PSA, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, look at, look at who, who, who doing drugs just for yourself with people, who, who you know, like. She typed all that out. Bah, ah, 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 ah. Like, oh, goodness, this. 
Ha ha. This has nothing to do with me. Look it up. Look into it. Ha 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 ha. I can't help you. I ain't losing sleep over it. Ha 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 ha. The problem with this theory is that when you read the legal documents a little more carefully, it states the defendant is hereby committed to the custody of the United States Bureau of Prisons to be imprisoned for a term of 30 months. If Ali Lodi had been convicted to a 2.5 year sentence in August 2017, and she was posting photos of herself outside in late 2017, when she was supposed to be in prison, a 2.5 year prison sentence beginning in August 2017 would also imply that Ali Lodi's entire relationship with Juice World took place while she was behind bars, which clearly wasn't the case. Under the assumption that this meth trafficking charge was for another Alicia Leon, therefore being bogus and irrelevant, let's go back to the day on which Juice World. But yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, like if she's supposed to have a 37 month prison sentence, <laughs> a five year prison sentence, how is she hooking up with Juice? would die. Whilst waiting in the empty private jet terminal as the police were uncovering the concealed drugs, during the search, Jared A. Higgins, aka Juice World, began to have a medical emergency. It appeared that Higgins was suffering from a seizure. Rose asked of Higgins if he suffered from any medical issues and if he had ingested any drugs. Leon related that Higgins did not have any medical conditions and that Higgins takes Percocet and has a drug problem. As a result, police would administer two shots of Narcan to stop the overdose. However, the rest of the group would go on to state that it didn't seem like the police cared about the fact that Juice was having a seizure. It seemed like all the cops there just didn't give a shit. Like they sat there very nonchalantly and like Ali's screaming call out. Following the realization that Juice World was overdosing, mm. he rushed to the Advocate Christ Medical Center before being pronounced dead at 314. December 8th, 2019. AM with your December 8th, 2019. Wasn't that long ago. What was I doing? December 8th, 2019. Number eighth. Number eighth, two thousand nineteen. Nope, that's the wrong date. Still working with the comedy club. Looks like uh, he died in the early morning hours. I was just getting off work from the previous night, from that Saturday night. So that Saturday night, I was probably just got just getting off work, still hanging out, whatever, whatever. And I didn't get home till about 2:13 in the morning. I want to say. Yeah, 2.13 in the morning. Yeah, that's about right. Autopsy ruling the cause so, of about an hour. And of death to be oxycodone and codeine toxicity slash accident. And while this would tragically mark the end of Juice World's life, it will begin a string of conspiracy theories which put forward the idea that Juice World wasn't really dead. I may sound... Okay, I don't care about none of that. I'm not going to get into any conspiracy theory stuff with that. Whatever. You know, somewhat talented young man with a drug problem, self-medicating, in a in a in a field where where him being fucked up is actually good for business because you know he, the more fucked up he is, the more reckless he becomes, and that puts a lot of eyes on him and things like that. So it's like really, if they really cared about him, they would have got him help immediately, and not like oh we're gonna do it after after we come off tour you go to rehab. 
we gotta make this money first. Which is kinda understandable, but I feel like if it's that life threatening and you somebody really cared about you, I don't care about this tour, I don't care about you making money, I'm taking you to rehab. <sighs> what would you do? And if you're a Juice World fan, that's fine. So I don't really know him, him or his music. So I don't have a I don't dog in the fight. I don't care either way. It's just when I heard it, when I first heard it, it sounded like he had was trying to uh, 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 OD or something like that, I guess. Because it's like, wait, hold on. Take a bunch of drugs. Cops are waiting for you at the airport when you land. You got a bunch of drugs on you. And they look like they got like hip work, so that means they'll be looking at you for a minute. And you take a bunch of drugs and you die. But it really sounds like maybe that was accidental. Like he was just out here just, you know, doing his thing. And it's just... Uh, this is the last one before we get into the show, regular show. Brick Lady. If you don't remember, last year, this woman claimed that she was outside of a club and a guy was trying to get her number. She wouldn't give the number, so he hit her in the face with a brick because she uh, wouldn't give up the number. I'm trying to see if I can find the actual... I don't know if I can find it. Uh-oh video who claimed a yeah, it is. That was pretty much. woman at the center of a viral video who claimed a man threw a brick, brick at, at her, her head because at, yeah. she would not give him her phone number is now one. Look, before we get to it, then she's always like, why would they do this? And then he's messing around and do shit. And then with a brick. And it all starts with this whole thing about, you know, men's fragile ego about rejection and things like that. Not on the time that basically she made all the shit up. And it was found out fairly it was like within like two weeks after that that it's like she had made it up, but then there was no retractions. They did all these PSAs and warnings about talking about the male fragile male ego and you know how come no man ain't no man out there helping out women. That's why women in danger because men don't help them. That's like, no, well, maybe, but in this case, she made it up. ...by Houston Police. This story got national attention after that woman live-streamed what she claimed was the aftermath on Instagram and started a GoFundMe. Only KPRC News, Bryce Newberry is talking with the prosecutor on this case tonight. He joins us live near the gallery with the latest, Bryce. Daniela, Houston police got called to this street in September, and when they arrived, September. the woman seen in that viral video told them that an Uber driver threw a brick at her head and then... She said, it was, I heard it was just a dude standing outside a club trying to haul at her, and then now comes an Uber driver. ...tried to kidnap her, but tonight, she has become the focus of this, incri- this criminal investigation because Houston police say the surveillance footage captured by cameras on this street doesn't match her story. Mm-hmm. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick and all these black men just watched. This video with more than a million likes yep. on the Shade Room's Instagram page captured the moments after what appeared to be a brutal attack in what... I mean, don't even the side of her face is small and looks like, you know... Apparently, uh, some reactions to some cosmetic shit she has going on or something. Because she had gone to the hospital for it before, I forget what it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't a brick to the face. It does look bad, though. If you see somebody with that side of the face, well, it does look like they might have been hit in the face with a brick. If I walked outside and someone saw me with that, I'm like, damn, somebody hit you in the face with a brick or something, what's wrong with you? 
as Houston. The woman is 33-year-old Rhoda Osmond. What have I ever done to anybody in my And apparently she likes to go around antagonizing people. I don't think I'm going to get into it in this video. I was trying to find something that expands a little bit more deeper on it. But apparently she has YouTube videos or TikTok videos of her going around harassing people, snagging people, and betting them to do something about it. You know, like, so she's not a good person at all. I like to deserve this. You're horrible human being. Tears in a hospital gown. She told the detective that responded that she was hit in the head with a brick after she refused to give her phone number to a guy on the street. And was that verified by any of the evidence that detectives looked at? No. no. That was not verified. Harris County Prosecutor Keith Houston says surveillance videos from that early September morning show Osmond hitting a man first. So she's the one who, the, she was the aggressor? She was the aggressor, yes. And it was a water bottle that hit her, not a brick? He did have a water bottle in his hand, and we think that's what left the mark. According to court documents, she asked someone else to launch this GoFundMe for her recovery, raising more than $42,000. But as the story went viral, a blogger on TikTok called police, alerting them to this 2020 GoFundMe, which claimed a vicious assault by a security guard in Minneapolis. She just getting assault all over the place. Oh, sorry, that sounded so fucked up. <coughs> Does something, starts GoFundMe's and have them all over the other place. One verified with Minneapolis police that there was no assault done at that time. It was completely fictional. Prosecutors alleged theft by deception and believe she would have received all that money had the campaign not been shut down. The violence I had suffered since September 3rd is just unbelievable. I can't even believe I'm here. They try to leave me for dead. In an Instagram story posted Wednesday, Osmond addressed those who have doubted her. I actually have things going on in my life. I actually have real ways to make money. I don't have to get Yeah, scamming. It sounds like you're fucking... Dirty I ass poop butt scammer. I'm actually educated and I actually am talented. I actually, and I'm actually, and I'm actually, actually, yeah, you sound like a real, real road scholar the way you're talking right now. And tonight, a spokesperson for GoFundMe telling KPRC2 GoFundMe has zero tolerance for the misuse of our platform. The fundraiser has been removed from the platform. All donors have been refunded. And Rhoda Osmond has been banned from using the platform for any future fundraisers. Osmond did not respond when I reached out to her on Instagram this evening. Tonight, she is wanted here in Harris County on that theft charge. Anyone with information on her whereabouts can report that to Houston police. I was trying to find some stuff, but I couldn't, I mean, I only have YouTube on my, on my, um, uh, TV. I'm not going to go to, like, some backwards shave room site or porn star hip hop and look her up. You think you fool me, but I'm about to lay you to rest. Wow. So this is, uh, Mediocre Tutorials Reviews, Woman Who Slapped Man, finally had a three, day. man, I'm at the three days ago. I'm about to lay you to rest. Wow. With a body, you gotta think of the pure insanity that it must take for this Muslim-identifying woman yeah. to go to a cemetery for her voodoo, witchcraft, hex bullshit that she's trying to put on. No, that's not. Whatever she's doing, that's not part of the teachings of Islam. Unfortunately, a lot of them do it for a fashion statement nowadays. Have you read your Quran? Have you talked to your imam? When's the last time you've been to prayer? Daphne, tell me how you thought this was a good idea, ma'am. This is not coming from somebody 
who's innocent in this, in this entire matter. From scamming all the people that you did, being a fraud, to putting a crystal witchcraft spell on your ops. You're just full of good idea, ma'ams. Accountable you are not, but spooked you are. Justice is finally being served in the case of the lovely young woman who claimed to get hit in the face by a man with a brick promoting this incident on her Instagram underneath the guise that not only was said brick from a black man, but then also that there was a street full of other black men that, did nothing. that decided not to help her in her precarious situation. Then going on GoFundMe to promote getting help for her medical bills mm -hmm. as she simultaneously pushed all of her victimhood identity yep. as a block. Just like Carly Russell. Ach, single mother, immigrant, Muslim, lesbian, LGBTQ, whatever. Hope she and all takes the her kids. shit that she pushed. If that's, what she's, yeah, if that's what she's doing online, I can't imagine what she's doing in real life. Hope CPS takes her kids away. Dollars in GoFundMe donations because initially the masses believed her. Mm -hmm. Hashtag believe all women. But we criticized her up here on this platform because her story didn't add up. Just didn't make sense. And we later found out that she's a scammer with a history of alleged GoFundMe scams and just videos of her just being a public damn nuisance. Shout out to the queen of accountability, Mrs. Daphne Sutton. Link to her channel, that description box down below. Go up there and show her some love for illegally putting a foot on this woman's neck until we understood that her claims were accurate. And if not, justice will come a knocking. What's going on? So, where does the story begin? What have I ever done to anybody in my life to deserve this? I never did anything in my life. To hurt anybody. Literally, a man asked me for my number. I said no, and he he picked up a brick in front of so many men and was like, "What are you gonna do?" And I told all these men, like, "Yo, why this man got a brick on my face?" And he he's holding a brick, and all these niggas is watching, and nobody does nothing. And he hits me in my face, and they all just watch. And they let that nigga get in the car. How is this okay? And then where the, where the kidnapping and, and, and Uber driver come from? Is this what y'all doing to women? It's just so disgusting to me that this is a prime example of Emmett Till happening mm -hmm. in present day. But what's more infuriating is that it's not coming from racist. Anyway, this page that you guys are looking at right here she is a previous GoFundMe that this alleged scammer posted. You'll see the title there, Help Black Muslim Mother Pay Her Medical Bills. Now, her video at the time did not go as viral, but it did happen to capture a total of 91 donations, totally almost $5,000. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but you'll see the common MO. This was back in 2020. A young black Muslim mother was viciously assaulted by private security in Minneapolis. Okay, whatever. Suffering multiple facial contusions, a black eye, and injuries to her leg and her back, whatever. Now, at this point, she was only asking for $5,000 in medical expenses. Mm -hmm. 
but the story is eerily similar to what she claimed back in 2023. In an update, she was asking for five times that amount, an amount that she asked for after the story went viral, and she far exceeded that amount. The queen of accountability actually made a request for public records under the Freedom of Information Act to receive the documentation of the police report that the young alleged scammer filed. Roughly two months before that Freedom of Information Act request, the Queen of Accountability filed a police report. Pause the video to go through and read the official police report and make sure I show the Queen of Accountability is that white paper different report colored action without this level of effort from her, the Houston police probably would never have been made aware of the alleged fraud. So where did we go from here? News update, the man who hit Roe with a break has been identified by law enforcement. Her police report and hospital documents was also verified by NBC News 2. By the way, this person right here is one of these black, woke, consciousness, hotep, Mostly women listen to him because he's small and feminine sounding and just weak and endlessly defends the bad behavior of women. So they find him as a safe haven to talk their shit under. The same young Hotepian brother comes out and says, chill with the lies and the false reporting. Again, he's in support of Rhoda, who's obviously lying. The article was updated to say that there's an ongoing investigation and... They did retract how they confirmed her police report and hospital records. I'll holla at you, Celebrity. Celebrity is another name um, that the Queen of Accountability goes by. We're going to get into that ongoing investigation here in a quick second. Y'all, this is the first time I've even acknowledged this unhinged woman, the Queen of Accountability. (laughs) The Queen of Delusion. She calls herself a life coach with no emotional intelligence. And she's a fake lawyer, too, because apparently she's suing me. And she's a fake police officer because apparently she has an investigation on me. And apparently she's a, a fake judge because she's about to put a felony on me. I mean, a fake prosecutor because she's about to put a felony on me, too. But Rhoda is obviously terrified here because think about this. I've made videos mm-hmm. about this woman that have well over a million views. She's never brought me up at all. But Queen of Accountability, who has a much, much, I think she has like 10,000 subscribers, has a much smaller platform. This woman's responding to her because the things that the Queen of Accountability are bringing up and threatening her with are making her shake in her damn boots. Let's continue. You can destroy a million people's lives. You're still going to be sad. You're still going to have no friends. Your husband still won't like you. Your kids will still be ashamed of Shaming. you. You're talentless. You wow. lie. You have no ethics. You have no morals. She hear somebody like her say that. It's really like, really, bitch? She's got all receipts. You have no hobbies. You have no friends. Like, girl, and now you will have no money. Because wow. I'm going to take it all. See you in court, bitch. Whoa. If anybody can tell me Daphne's last name and the city and state that she lives in. It's so crazy to watch a scammer call someone else who is providing receipts a scammer. Like the pot calling the, the kettle. kettle much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you. Daphne, I know your minions are watching. I know you're blocked, but Daphne Sutton? You see how quickly I got your last name? That was 30 seconds. Her last name is available on all of her social media, so that's really nothing. Mm. Now think about how quickly I'm going to find out your city and state. Okay. And then your address. And then your job. And then everybody in your family's name. 
probably can get it before 6 p.m. today. It's clear to see here that the Queen of Accountability has really gotten her own. And what's so crazy and right. hilarious is that she's trying to escape accountability so much that she tried to put a hex on the Queen of Accountability. You think you do with me, but I'm about to lay your ass to rest. Wow. See where I'm at? I'm at the cemetery. I'm about to lay you to rest. Wow. With a bomb. Right you. you gotta think of the pure insanity that it must take for this Muslim identifying woman <laughs> to go to a cemetery. What is going on? Voodoo, witchcraft. I know I should be talking to this. I'm sorry. I, I, I... They're caught up in this. It's interesting. It's interesting, and unfortunately, there are people out there that do this shit, but it's just. Hex. Bullshit. What's going to happen to her? What, she's going to get a little, 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 little fine, little, maybe what, a year or two or something like that? And she'll be right back at it when she gets out of here. Daphne, tell me how you thought this was a good idea, man. This is not coming from somebody who's innocent in this, in this entire matter. From scamming all the people that you did, being a fraud, to putting a crystal witchcraft spell on your ops. You're just full of good idea, man. Accountable you are not, but spooked. You are. I just wanted to see if there was an update because, um, you know, she's doing all these things on social media and victims don't move like that. But um, I want to proceed with my fraud case because she's out here spending money still on these fancy places and she's laughing in our face. And she even told me, you can't do shit about my GoFundMe money because I was actually assaulted and I'm going to use some of it to sue you and all this other type of crap. I don't care about that. But I This is Daphne, by the way, um, I guess recontacting the Houston mm -hmm police department. Now, mind you, there was videos of Rhoda in strip clubs, videos of her taking trips, like all types of shit, just throwing money everywhere. Right. That y'all gave to her. You suckers. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I'm on the right path with my fraud case. Yeah. Oh. Hello, the state of Texas versus Rhoda Osmond, the defendant with the date of the 10th January 2024. Oh, so it just happened. For theft between $30,000 and $150,000. Gotcha, bitch. Uh. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that meddling Daphne. And shout out to one of my moderators, the fabulous Gail at night, who sent me over. Okay, she pretty much gets it, she, She's not a good person. But how do people get that way? Well, it starts in childhood, believe it or not. And as we go into the show, you'll learn more. I wanted to include this in a segment since we're talking about saving the kids. Uh, I think this is very important. This now, is uh, Ray William Johnson's. This TikToker, her name's Ava. And Ava has a problem. Ava. This guy is after her with a pew pew. Okay, so Ava is 13. Ava's 13. I don't know how she's supposed to be, be on the app. So I feel like that's still really young, but whatever. If that's the minimum age required to be on the app, whatever. So she makes typical lip syncing videos, lip syncing, dancing videos. She's got over a million followers. I don't understand none of this shit. I don't understand any of the algorithm works. I mean, it's not easy for women to be famous on it than these guys. You know, all you do is look cute and start dancing and singing along to this provocative music, and you're fucking thirteen. Jesus, goddamn Christ! Like, who signs off on this shit? But whatever. And one day, her videos catch the attention of this guy, who we'll call Goldberg. And Goldberg really digs Ava. Now, he's older. He's 18. But that doesn't stop him. He starts trying to get her a... 18-year-old thirsted after a 13-year-old. Was that right? 18 thirsting after a 13-year-old. Wow, that's creepy in and of itself. 
Didn't see anything wrong with that. Clearly. Tension in the comments, it's not really working. So that 1821, it's whatever, you know. I don't care, but 1813? Come on, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't meet women your own age? Then he tries to get her attention by sending her a DM. Now, Ava actually checks her DMs because she often interacts with her fans. So she sees his message and One she second, replies. And they go back and forth a little. Oof, I had to sneeze. I know you didn't want that big old thing on me sneezing in your ear or wherever you had this plan. Uh, let me go back a little bit. You know, this guy, who we'll go call Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg really digs Ava. Now, he's older. He's 18. Now, people are going to be creeps on the internet. This, is when, this, is, this isn't what upsets me about this video, uh, other than the general act of what he tried to do. Obviously, you know, it's going somewhere bad, right? But there's something else that happens that's like, what the fuck? No wonder, what the fuck is your, you know, like, we'll get there and I'll, I'll point it out. But that doesn't stop. He starts trying to get her attention in the comments. It's not really working. So then he tries to get her attention by sending her a DM. Now, Ava actually checks her DMs because she often interacts with her fans. So she sees his message and she replies. And then you think it's not that healthy for a child, especially of a developmental age, 13, to be on social media. Like that, especially creating content, a content that can be viewed by anybody and everybody, and so like if I can't imagine if I growing like the stuff I was doing when I was 13, 14, 15, if any of that stuff got captured on social media, how mortified I would be. You know what I mean? In like in today's age, like that's Jesus. Oh, they go back and forth a little, nothing inappropriate, but then he asks if he can buy a few selfies from her. And she a T-R-O wants to buy selfies from a 13-year-old. Selfies. That's weird, right? That's weird in and of itself. Can I buy some selfies? It's like borderline weird. It's like it's not enough to call the cops on, but it's like, hey, I'm going to bow this conversation right now before it gets a little creepy. DMs because she often interacts with her fans. So she sees his message and she replies. And they go back and forth a little, nothing inappropriate, but then he asks if he can buy a few selfies from her. And she thinks about it and she talks it over with her parents and she finally says, sure. And she she <clears throat> this is the part I was talking about. So her parents know what she's doing on social media. Notice there's some guy out there that wants to buy photographs of their daughter. Yeah, sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Everybody involved in this, except the kid doesn't know any better. Kid got to learn today, right? Um, f fuck those parents, dude. Like, that is fucking... The strange guy wants to buy pictures of your daughter off the internet. She's not signing. It's not like an autograph signing thing where, you know, hey, go to my website, you can buy an autograph picture of me for whatever amount. That's weird, dude. That is so fucking weird, and the parents were okay with it. I just, I, I would have to dive more into this story to find out what really happened, because I feel like he's kind of, every time I watch this video, there's always about something that happens on social media, like TikTok or YouTube or something like that, or somebody on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. It just fucking pisses me off every time I watch this stuff. I like your videos, but they make me mad. What's it called? Rage, rage watching? Something like that. But it's not even that. It's like, it's always somebody grifting something. Oh, this person here. This is, we'll call this person model. And model's a beautiful Instagrammer. She's got tons of followers, tons of likes. And all of a sudden, she comes down with cancer. Oh, she's got cancer. She starts to go fund me to pay for her bills and everything like that. A cancer treatment. She's, she's giving a thumbs up. She's going on her treatments, posting videos about her treatment, things like that. 
Come to find out, she never really had cancer. And the GoFundMe money went to support her extravagant lifestyle. Like, that's kind of always how it goes with those videos. Like, and this makes me hate humanity more and more. Sells him a few pictures that have already been posted on Snapchat. Goldberg is super happy about this. And that is when things start getting weird. He has her Venmo now, so he starts messaging through her Venmo account. <laughs> and he starts asking her for a different type of photo. And she's like, ew, no. And she blocks him on all platforms. Good. <laughs> but that doesn't stop Goldberg. He searches around and he finds Ava's classmates from school and he reaches out to them. And they agree to sell photos of Ava to him. Photos that I assume were already public. But they also allegedly sell him Ava's phone number. So Wow, her so-called friends are and I understand maybe they don't understand what's going on or whatever the case may be. I don't know what the levels of thinking are at that age. Some understand more, some some don't understand anything. But that is fucked up. You got a stalker stalking you who, first of all, shouldn't even be on social media to begin with. He finds her classmates that had social media accounts. Hey, I'll pay you. You give me photos of your, of your friend. Well, I'll pay you more if you give me your number. Doesn't that sound creepy to any of them? They are right with that. Those aren't friends. Let's stop using the term friends so loosely. Friends wouldn't do that shit. What friends would do is I'll report you to the police and I'll let her know that you tried to contact me to do this. Hang up the phone, or hang up, or, or block him, or whatever you need to do. Now Goldberg has her number. There's no, there's no. The kids have to know better. Like, would they, would they think that was okay to, in the in the basic thing of understanding how things work, how social contracts and stuff work, people. Would I want that to happen to me? That's how I've always gone through life. Would I want this to happen to me? If the answer is no, then I won't do it to somebody else. If the answer is yes, then whatever. Would I want my friends to give my contact information to somebody who's been stalking me? No. So I don't do that. Simple as that, but whatever. And he starts texting her, and he begs her to unblock him. But she won't do it. So he sends her $600 through Venmo, and he tells her it's all the money he has. But Ava is not giving in. Now, at this point, things are getting a little out of hand, and she's getting scared. So she tells her dad, this guy, who we'll just call Dad. Now, Dad is a retired police lieutenant, and he is not going to put up with this nun. Well, he's a retired, retired police lieutenant. How about he should know better than to let his daughter be on that site selling pictures of herself like that? That's fucking... No. Fuck him. Don't fucking applaud. Oh, you're super dead. Come to save today. No, what he told me is you need to get your ass off that app. I know all your friends and stuff have it, but no, I just, I cannot. Your child's going to be an outcast in school because they don't have TikTok or whatever it is that they have out there. But I'd rather that than them be on there and be prey to a predator as this is happening right now. So he should know better. Fuck you, guy. You should know better. So dad sends a strongly worded text message to Goldberg, basically telling him, don't contact my daughter again. And Goldberg gets that text, and he's heartbroken, and he's pissed off, but dad isn't too worried about Goldberg. They live in Florida. Goldberg lives in Maryland. So oh, yeah, it's not a fucking six-hour drive down there with nothing to do. What? What? It's like a five, six-hour drive to New York. Uh, you know, I've been on those fucking North Fitch Chinese buses. Call them that because you take them from Chinatown in New York. You take them from Chinatown in D.C. And they're driven by predominantly Asian people. And they're like fucking 20 bucks to get to New York. To, you can show up there today, cash. 
I want a ticket to New York. Here's cash. I want to get on the next bus. No questions asked. Nothing. You, know, you could be fucking holding a fucking <laughs> suitcase full of hands. <laughs> Duffel bag full of hands. And you get to New York right now. <laughs> Looking over your shoulder as you buy the ticket and shit. You don't give a fuck. But I'm assuming from Maryland to Florida, especially depending on what that's less than a day's travel, depending on where you, how, you know, depending on where in Florida too, where he's starting from in Maryland, where in Florida. So that's, yeah. Just because someone's a couple states away from you and you think, oh, that's nothing to worry about. The term people will drive that distance or travel that distance to get to you. They're not even remotely close. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Until one night, Dad, Ava, and the family are asleep. And suddenly, boom, a loud bang wakes them all up. And Dad, he jumps out of bed, and he runs to the front door. And there's a huge hole in it. And standing in the house is a man with a shotgun. That man is Goldberg. Of course. Goldberg points his pew-pew at Dad, and he fires... This is so fucking stupid, because you can't say certain words on YouTube, so... You can't say guns. You gotta say pew-pew... You can't say suicide. You gotta say unalive. You can't say if you're even if you're reporting a news story about rape or sexual assault, you can't say those words. You have to say S A victim. The victim was S A, or the victim was taken against their will or something. You have to like reword it. jams. So dad runs out of the house and after him, but he slams his knee on something, allowing Goldberg to get away. So yeah, no wonder he's fucking probably retired. Obviously, fucking sucks. Can't even defend his family. Dad goes back inside the house and he gets his pew-pew just in case. And he waits on the front porch for police to get there. Before police can get there, Goldberg comes back. But this time, dad is ready. And he points his pew-pew at him and he orders him to put down his weapon. Goldberg doesn't back down and points his right back at him. So then dad shoots and he doesn't miss. And he ultimately unalives Goldberg. See? You can't say, you can't say suicide, you can't say kill. You gotta say unalive. So police show up. It's so weird. I hate, I wish, I mean, I tried going on Rumble and seeing what that was about because supposedly that's a lot more free or freer speech than this. But it's like Rumble's so hard to navigate. I don't know who to follow on there and things like that. I don't want to follow some right-wing conspiracy theorist person. I don't need any red pill talk. I just want to get stuff where I can get interesting clips to play for the show. And having somebody sit down, let me tell you why the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. Some dicks brother here right now. Some dicks brother four, five, six. Mm-hmm. That American flag in the background right there. You know the boss strikes the boss, strikes the boss right there. <laughs> Talking to the camera and shit. I don't I don't need that. I don't need to be listen to any of that. I don't care how funny it is. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> they find two phones on Goldberg's body with literally thousands of Opinions. photos of Ava on them. Now, because of the circumstances, Dad doesn't get into any legal trouble over any of this. And despite everything that happened, Ava's family decided to allow her to continue posting TikToks, which she still does to this day. But then later, the family had to pull her out of school and start homeschooling her after they had an incident with a second stalker. Yikes. No more learn anything. Wow. All right. Let's just keep it going. That's fine. I mean, that's just totally fine. Let's just keep it fucking going. That's just... Oh, speaking of which, here's here's a here's a video of something. Instagram model. Ray Ray William Johnson. Here it is. Oh, no, we're not not advertising for that unless you want to give me money for it. Try to not play these advertisements. Here it is. This is a the uh, another Ray William Johnson video. I just kind of want to show you how he does the setup a lot of times, 
and why I like his videos, but at the same time, I don't like him at the same time. It's, it usually goes like this. Instagram model is really popular. Her name's Mona. Now, Mona is from Ghana, and Ooh. she's a total girl boss. Mm, she's mm, a pop mm, singer. She's her. always shooting music videos. Ghana. She's an entrepreneur. She inspires young women everywhere to work hard and be self Light skin, thick, pretty. Probably about like a seven, eight, maybe higher lately because she's more popular on social media. Maybe a hard worker, so if a man is behind me... Uh, maybe 8.5 because of the accent and the, uh, the uh, not eroticism, that's a different word, the exotic aspect of it because she's different than what we're used to here in America. But one day she meets this man on a dating app. Let's call him Fuzzbin. And it's kind of sad, but Fuzzbin is really lonely. He doesn't have anyone. But he really likes Mona. And he's much older than her, but that's okay. That's exactly what she's looking for. He's ready to settle down, and most importantly, he's financially The little drawing looks like Steven Spielberg. I lie to you now. It looks like a Steven Spielberg caricature. He's got income. The only problem is, they're far apart. Husband lives in the U.S., she lives in Ghana. But whatever, they decide to give it a shot anyway. Mm -hmm. They start messaging back and forth, they start talking on the phone, and pretty soon, they're having discussions about marriage. And she goes out and she gets a tribal marriage certificate that declares that they are officially married in... You don't do that unless you go to meet the person. When I was going to DR, I used a service to meet women. Not like service or like months, but like a, like a like a dating app, pretty much a dating app for that area. And then you filter out the women you talk to. You talk to them a little bit. You Facetime, make sure they're real. You know, you get to know their feeling, make sure you're not set up when you get down there. I mean, it could still happen. It could happen, but thankfully, the few times I used it when I was down there, everyone I met was cool, and I had a good time. You know, walking around, I prefer that walking around with locals, doing different stuff with locals, going to different places that like tourists don't you know go to. You know, went to a fucking outdoor mall. Outdoor mall was crowded as shit. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, <laughs> it's an outdoor mall with plenty of stores and stuff. Like, you just, you know, outdoor mall. Like, uh, I want to say, think of, like, the one in Jamaica. In Queens, uh, uh, down there. That's, that's, uh going towards Jamaica Mall, but I don't, I don't even know what that's the name of it. I used to go down there and get, like, cheap coats. I used to have, I had, like, a, she was fake. I'm sure it was, like, a fake North Face or something like that. I got that for, like, 20 bucks. It was good. It had a little jacket, too. It had, like, it was a skeleton jacket with a hoodie, and then you put the hood over your head, you could zip it up, and then the eyes of the skeleton, you could see through them. That shit was dope. She was dope. I gave it to my uh, family member. They liked it. Cause I got no plan for it. It was like a big, big over. You know, it was. It was dope though. I used I used to rock that joint though. I used to rock it. That was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, just um, take it slow. I know loneliness is a thing, man. Trust me, I know, I know, I know. Take it slow. Don't be in a rush to automatically divulge all types of information about yourself that someone can use against you. Stay guarded, but be open at the same time. You know, it goes both ways for, you know, that way, too. Because, you know, like I said, I, I, I had a general good time when I used it. Because I was, like, preferably, because I'm not going to. If I hadn't used that, 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 that app or whatever it was, site or whatever it was, I wouldn't have talked to anybody when I got down. I would have been so out of my element. I know Spanish. Uh, bonus deus, uh, sin nor. 
Case pasas y dedes, you know, she's trying to butcher all types of Spanish and shit down there. But we get to know them, talk to them a little bit. We communicate through WhatsApp and Google Translate when we're in person if we don't understand each other. Sometimes, you know, like, you know, I had one that I talked to for a couple years afterwards. Uh, she was trying to talk to English to me. She would call me and, and what she learned in English. How are you saying the, um, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, what that is? Like, we're still friend, more friendly terms, obviously. You know, I'm happy for her. <sighs> but yeah, don't, you just gotta be well guarded. It's, you know where this is going, right? Clearly, you know where this is going. He's financially stable. He's got income. The only problem is they're far apart. Husband lives in the U.S., she lives in Ghana. But whatever, they decide to give it a shot anyway. And they start messaging back and forth, they start talking on the phone, and pretty soon they're having discussions about marriage. And she goes out and she... Which I don't know you can have about somebody you've never met before, but whatever. I mean, I get it. I do get it, but let's meet first, see how we vibe in person. Yeah, we've been talking over text and stuff, and... FaceTime, assuming they're FaceTiming, right, to make sure you're talking to her and not some Nigerian prince. <laughs> I will love you long time if you give me some money because my family is suffering hard times. <laughs> she gets a tribal marriage certificate that declares that they are officially married in Ghana, and she sends it to him. And it's probably more of a symbolic thing, but whatever. To them, they're married. And they're in love, and things are going great. It's a little weird that she rushed out and got that done, and without his permission, probably. That's very weird. That's like a super red flag. Until, Until. one day, Mona's father's farm in Ghana runs into financial trouble. So she hits up Fuzzbend asking for help. And Fuzzbend's a nice guy, so he's like, yeah, I'll help your family. And he wires her a little money. It's not a lot, but it helps. And soon after, the farm needs money again, so he wires her a little more. And she asks again and again, again and, and again. again. And eventually, over a period of time, he had wired her a total of around $90,000 to help her father's farm. What mm. I would do with 90 grand cash right now. Oh my goodness, you would hear clear quality of the sound of my voice coming out. Wouldn't be in this fucking divorce, sad dad apartment. She took all the money in the settlement. This is what you gotta live at now. And you gotta have the kids on all the. <laughs> Good luck seeing the kids. <laughs> oh man, I just. I, I, but they did they get it. It's, it's, it's a little bit of time, but it adds up. It adds up. Everything adds up. Just like when you spend overtime. So you got like. You're an athlete and you got like a hundred grand cash on you. Spend a little bit here, spend a little bit there. It all adds up after a while. Just the same as subtraction goes, addition goes the same. It all adds up after a while. Same thing you subtract it. It all adds up. Boom. That's the only match I'm going to do ever in my life. Uh, yeah, $90,000. That is nothing to sneeze at, bro. I don't... I get, you know, saying like, you run into a couple of them on ones on this, you know, I was doing it. But I'm somebody that like researches everything. I've never been to DR before. And I, and I looked up somebody and was like, hey, if they ask you for money, don't send them money. Do not send them money. Made it very clear. Like, hey, I will take care of you when I get down there and we meet in person, have a good time. But I will not send you money beforehand. We had to meet first. Most of, my, most of my said that, you know. Then, shortly after that, like out of nowhere, boom, 
Mona gets arrested, and everyone's shocked. She's an influencer, four million fans. Why was she arrested? Apparently, the FBI had been on her trail for a while, suspecting her of romance fraud. She yeah, romance fraud. She because he's older, he's lonely, and he has money. And she tricked him into fake marrying her so she could con all of that income out of him. There allegedly is no struggling farm. She just wanted to fund her lifestyle. Now, she obviously didn't tell him who she really is, or he could have looked her up and seen her on Instagram. Right. Wearing luxury cars, wearing Dolce and Gabbana. Here's a TikTok she made shopping at Dior right before she was arrested. Probably spending that farm money. Oh, yeah. But it gets worse. Not only was Mona allegedly scamming husband, but she's also allegedly part of a cybercrime criminal network in West Africa. And their whole thing is targeting and scamming individuals like husband, and then the group will share in the profits. And when she got... Of course. I mean... You didn't see that coming, right? I mean, she doesn't look bad. She looks bad. I mean, she looks good. She, yeah. I would say she doesn't look bad, as in she doesn't look ugly. But I was like, oh, she bad, as in she's better than average. I know it's confusing sometimes. But my when my dialogue's mainly trapped in the, uh, my slang is mainly trapped in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know any of this new shit. People stop saying lit. And uh, all types of stuff, you know. By the time I get around to it, it's already done. Nobody says that no more. But yeah, of course. And he didn't know who she was, of course, because it's not like she would advertise that on on. So clearly, he didn't meet her on social media. He met her through probably some kind of dating app or something like that, right? And she didn't say who she was. But she, I mean, I'll be honest with you, this I'm a sucker. I would have fell for it. But my spidey sense was all seen when she started asking money. Now, I'm saying I'm better than him. I'm just saying I don't have that kind of money. Because if I had that kind of money, I probably would have done it. But because I don't have that kind of money, oh, they're going to take my father's phone. Please send some money to help it. I don't know what that accent was. It's kind of like half Liverpool, half West Africa. <laughs> I'd have been like, well, sorry to hear about that. Good luck with good luck whatever's going on over there. <laughs> I'm not smart about it. I'm not, I'm not, don't blow up and flip it. At least plenty of times. I'm not impervious. I'm not fucking foolproof. Like, like, yeah, you can get at me, but the thing is, you have to be with me personally to do it. Like, I could easily be set up for a lit. Because I was just thinking the other day, like, man, somebody's talking about going to Colombia. I was like, man, I really do. I really do want to go to Colombia, man. It's a beautiful country. Beautiful women. Beautiful women down there. But then you hear all these stories about men being drugged and robbed and stuff like that and kidnapped and all that type of shit. And it's like, even like they had one story where the guy had been communicating with his girl. They don't know if this is the same girl. They communicated with his girl and had gone to see her several times when he was in Colombia. And all of a sudden, the last time he was alive, he was going to go see her and he wound up getting kidnapped and got killed. But they don't know if it's related to that particular girl. It could be just a horrible coincidence, but at the same time, she could have been lining you up for the long haul. Seeing what you're about, seeing what you're doing, you know, it's just it's, it's like that everywhere, bro. You just got to be very, very careful. Got arrested. She and the group had allegedly stolen over two million dollars from people. So they arrest her and they charge her with all kinds of things. And as of now, she's living at her aunt's house in New Jersey with an ankle monitor, waiting for her court date. She got to come to America. What? She's TikTok. She's two million dollars. His video, the little so clip that he showed of her, she's like twerking in like uh, Minnie Mouse pajamas. Charge her with all kinds of things, and as of now, she's living at her aunt's house. 
house in New Jersey. She's living at her aunt's house in New Jersey, still doing videos. So she got a free trip to America to be extradited to America to face charges. It's only like a vacation to me, to be honest with you. And then all she got to do is fucking, I didn't know what I was doing, Yana. They told me that I would help my family by doing this. I am so sorry, Yana. I would never do it again. I did not mean that man in my heart. He is my heart. <sighs> See? So it's usually videos like that. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know? It just upsets me. It upsets me to, to, to a degree. Um, I'm going to try to squeeze in a little bit more before we wrap this up. Let me try to think of the topic. I'm trying to make it. Everything is on this thing of the show. I really don't really think about it. I start on one topic, and then we wind up on a different topic organically. So let me think now about that because I don't know where to go from this. Because we were talking about the kids, the ballerina, the kids want to sing Pound Town, celebrity kids, the Instagram kid on the guy's channel, and that story, didn't like his stories. Wanted you to see how it usually turns out. Excuse me, turns out, stuff like that. So, let's, where do we go from here? You know, I don't think we ever finished when celebrity kids go wrong. I think we got to Michaela Spielberg. And then I went off and was searching for other stuff. Michaela Spielberg looks nice, but that, that age gap between her and her fiance is It's crazy. Number eight, Redmond I don't know if we talked about this, but I, remember, I don't remember talking about the other one. 2008, 67-year-old actor. Ryan O'Neill and his son, Redmond O'Neill, were taken into custody after methamphetamine was found at their home in Malibu, California. Deputies entered the home to conduct this sounds familiar. a door checking in connection to a probation case involving Redmond. In that case, the 23-year-old, who not only had a famous dad, but also a famous, famous mother, Fair Fawcett. Late, Farrah Fawcett, Farrah Fawcett. Had pleaded guilty to driving under the influence and possession of heroin. Hold on, it's like he it's super red. Jail time, but did receive probation. During the check, the officers found a controlled substance, and the father-son. No offense to that guy, he looks like a super skinhead. Like they had him with the pointy red hair and things like that. Then they shaved his head bald, and he's like, he looks like a super. And he's in the meth and heroin and robbing people and stuff like that. He's like he goes up there and leads the conversations for the area brotherhood. Possession. They were subsequently released on $10,000. As much as they can tell you that they're not into in drugs and stuff like that. Or we're taking back our community and stuff like that. They all fucking bullshit. They're all fucking bullshit. In April of 2009, Redmond was arrested again. Deputies found him in the possession of heroin in a parking lot near a local jail. In the aftermath, he was admitted into a drug court program that could remove him from probation and wipe his record clear of previous drug convictions. Sadly, this wasn't the end of his troubles, but only the beginning. He was arrested again in 2011 mm. and 2015, mm. before in May of 2018, Redmond, 33 at the Redmond. time, randomly attacked... Redmond, and he's got red hair. Redmond. That's like, not even... Can you tell your child's a ginger when they come out? Is that a thing they do? Is that a test? I don't know. Five men during a violent crime spree in Los Angeles. Two of the five men were seriously Tipped injured. Murder, one man stabbed two a man. Blood with stab wounds to his face and upper body. Fair Fawcett's 
Farrah Fawcett's son has been accused of going on a crime spree across Los Angeles. Redman, who is currently in jail after being arrested last month for an alleged um, robbery, now has been charged with a long list of offenses, according, including attempted murder. On the day, son of son, on the day, son the son of actor Ryan O'Neill was was to face court. The Los Angeles District Attorney charged a thirty-three-year-old. 2018, uh, you know, for what detectives branded a crime, a, a violent crime spree, and the struggle, addiction, allegedly, I don't really care, but yeah, this guy's a menace, he's escalating, either escalating for drugs or escalating for something else, but yeah, you need to very keep, keep an eye on him. To stand trial and went straight from jail to a psychiatric hospital with no apparent release date in sight. Number seven, Kelly Christopher. No, that's how you protect him. That's how he doesn't do jail time. Because as soon as he gets out for that psychiatric stuff, then they're going to try to charge him. You hope you keep him in there long enough where they'll forget about it and you're going to release him slowly. Amos. Kelly Christopher A. Kelly Christopher Amos. Son of John Amos, the father of good times, coach on in the house, just all around legend. All around legend, this guy. 2023 in West Orange, New Jersey, for sending threatening texts, including images of guns, to his sister. Kelly mm. sent his sister, Shannon, a slew of concerning texts. Ooh, his daughter even looks like him. John Amos has got a very distinct, uh, I mean, she's a little older too, mind you, but yeah, she, like, in the face, looks like her dad with a wig on, kind of, sort of, like a lighter-skinned version of her dad with a wig on. After receiving the text, Shannon called local police. Like, surprise, motherfucker. Like, oh, shit. He's claiming that there's <laughs> I know it's getting down like that. that her brother might want to harm her. She said the threats made her fear for her life. Among the messages Kelly mm. sent her were a video of him firing a handgun with a caption, gonna sleep much better tonight, big sis. Another photo of a rifle was captured. Why did That big one can clean a turkey out from three football fields away. Shannon told police that her brother was suffering from bipolar disorder. And that is... Bipolar disorder doesn't make me fucking randomly send my family members death threats. What the fuck is he talking about? There has to be something else going on between those two that exacerbated his condition. I'm not saying that he's in the right or or in the wrong, but there has to be something there for him to latch onto to have proof of this is why I did this. Motivation for sending the text was that he believed she had hired a person to kill him and he was retaliating because he thought his life was in danger. Something she of course said she didn't do. Well, I'm not going to commit to... Yeah, I did try to have somebody kill him, but they didn't do it, so I like, I right, fuck that shit. I'm not going to do it anymore. Even if that was true, you know what I mean? Like... was arrested for threatening to kill Shannon Amos. So, yeah, it was like, just like in the eyes. In fear of it was death. like his dad. Accused of making extremist threats against his sister and booked him to the Essex County Jail. Number six. Lisa Chapman. Lisa Chapman. At around 3.30 a.m. March I think this is a reality TV show's 
kid, whatever thing. I mean, I remember I seen this before and I wanted to do a video on it, do a episode about this thing to link it together. I get ideas sometimes. I want to link videos together and stuff like that. But a lot of times it's on the go. It's I have an outline of the show I don't talk about, and then we just go on smooth and smooth to it. I, I want to call it. I wish I would call it the Holistic County Podcast, but it's too late now. Because it all ties together. I think she's a reality show's daughter. Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter. Okay, Lisa Chapman. Okay, yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter. That's the one he got in trouble for saying, I don't want my daughter dating no N words. Same thing Hulk Hogan said. Arrived. The situation had escalated, and the female suspect had also broken. Interesting enough, dog the bounty hunter, and Hong Kong looked the same. In a window at the home, when confronted by officers, she became belligerent towards them and slapped an officer's uh, hand while he was using it. She was taken into custody and placed inside the Honolulu Police. Lisa L Y S S A Lisa. That's how she spelled it. Interesting way to spell it, though. I mean, that is an interesting way to spell it, but. That's not. That's not gonna help her much. Apartment's main cell block. There she was identified as 23-year-old Lisa Chapman, daughter of reality star Dog the Bounty Hunter. Never watched Dog the Bounty Hunter. I know he was very popular for a, a footnote in American history. Like it was the whole world was about him, and then we found he was a fucking racist and shit. I don't even care. Um. Just whatever. I mean, excuse uh, me. What's gonna be the show where they be like, we're now tracking down Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter. If you, we think about my show being a bounty hunter, this is gonna be one of the show. Yeah. Lisa was charged with <laughs> like, like, come on now, why we gonna go that route? She was released a few hours later after posting four hundred dollars bail. In March of twenty twenty, she was arrested again, also in Hawaii. This time for harassment and resisting arrest after a fight with her girlfriend. She was bailed out mm. for $600 and granted a deferment from the judge along with a $535 fine. Girlfriend, I, never, I never watched the show, so I have no idea what the relationship was like on screen, if they look like they got along together or not or whatever. I have no fucking clue. I just know Dog Divine Hunters is a piece of shit. Hulk Hogan is a piece of shit. And they pretty much look the same, to be honest with you. The only thing is... Dog has a little bit more hair than Hulk, but other than that, Terry, you guys are both the same person. After pleading no contest, number five, Ariana Beerman. 20-year-old Ariana Beerman, daughter of the Real Housewives of Atlanta alum, Kim. Yeah, this is what I was thinking of. Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, the other one was a daughter of a reality show star, same, but I was thinking about this one. I don't know who this is. I don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't watch any of those shows. Zolciak Beerman was arrested. I legitimately tried. I, I did. I, I recorded a whole hour-long episode of a show, and I was talking about it. The, the one of the reality shows on Zeus Network, because Zeus is very controversial in the black community, because all it does is show us being foolish and being pretty much every stereotype in the book and that's all they use when you go to their white power they just turn on Zeus Network this is why we need to get rid of them and you turn on Zeus and it's all everything is there for them you know see right 
and there's been so much evidence in the in, in one spot to get rid of something then that did that and I was like ah. but then a lot of those women on the show I was watching they were in other shows I was in Bad Girl season one I was in Bad Girl season three I was in Bad Girl season seven and I was like well I don't know any of these girls and I don't give a fuck about any of them I don't care about whatever happens to them and it's just it was it was so infuriating trying to watch that show so I just I just I recorded the episode twice, I remind you, recorded it twice, and after the second time, I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this shit no more, if I have to watch this shit again, I'm going to fucking kill somebody, because it's numb nonsense of something, a lot of nothing happens, and then they build it up to one big drama point, where someone's yelling at somebody, throwing drinks, fuck you bitch, you lied on me, and out of the show I watched, I only knew about... I said it was a cast of. Let's say I can't even remember on the show. Let's say it's a cast of eight women. I only knew, barely knew about two of them. To be honest with you, barely knew about two of them. And then one of them was like the executive producer. The only reason I know about her is because she came to this area and they denied her service because of the show she's on. So after that, I was like, I don't, I don't need to watch it. I don't reality. Show. I was gonna do like a reality show thing. I, I can't do it. I, if I do do something like that, I gotta have somebody here with me to bounce shit off of. Because me by myself is like torture. But having someone else here who kind of watch a show, can you explain to me what's going on here? Like somebody like that, like that, and we could joke about it, something like that. That'll be fine. But me by myself, I can't. I can't do it, and I won't do it again. I give it. Two tries, and I'm not doing it again. On suspicion of drunk driving, in the early hours of August the 13th of 2022, a Forsyth County Sheriff's deputy spotted an SUV driven by Ariana, turning from the left turn lane and subsequently hitting a sedan at the intersection of Peach Tree Parkway and State Route 400 in Cumming, Georgia. When the deputy approached the SUV looking good, looking like Ariana, mystery bag odor of alcohol coming from her breath and that she displayed signs of and her jump pick don't look bad either i mean she looks a little downtrodden in that picture because she's getting arrested but she uh she looks like she's like uh like a berman what is she initially consented to a blood test which would be conducted at the station upon arrival she withdrew her consent in the end she was charged with DUI. Ariana. Change, and I mean, I'm just saying it because I don't know who she is. Ariana Berman. I don't know who she is. I don't watch Real Housewives. Or so I don't keep up with any of that shit. So I don't know who she is. She's new to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, if it's new to me, I ain't seen it. $1,120 bond. Subsequent information indicated that Ariana denied. Here's a... Billion dollar challenge for someone to watch everything that's ever aired on television, ever, ever, everything. That's how long will you last? But I mean, like, where you, where do you get the archives from? You know what I mean? Like that. Let's just say, have less speaking. We can get everything. Let's just say everything that's ever been recorded on television is ready to go, and you know, TV shows, commercials. Specials, news breaks, stuff like that. How long would you think you'd last if you had to watch from start to from start till now? Let's just say that. Let's say start till now, 
How far would you think you would get if you had to watch everything that ever aired on TV? I mean, everything. Probably a lot of commercials, too. Like, shows. <laughs> It'd be like... You wouldn't even get out of, like, the, the first year for, like, another three years. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, well, maybe maybe the first year for another but definitely when you get like to the like, 80s and stuff, where there's more options and stuff to watch, it would take more more than one sitting to watch that shit. All the allegations are intended to fight the charges, according to her lawyer. So anyway, Ariana was upset. Ariana looks sorry. Yeah, looks like a regular schmagler white girl. Incorrectly concluded eh. that she was in. I don't like what she did to her eyebrows though. I think it's a little a little. Slits in between the eyebrows and stuff like that, but I don't know if that's current or not. But yeah, doesn't her her doesn't make it look better. Number four, Western Cage. On February the fourth of twenty seventeen, Western Cage, Cage, son of famed actor Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage's son. And if you look at him, he kind of sort of looks like him, a little fatter version of him. He's definitely a lot more heavier than his father. Got into an accident with another motorist in San Fernando Valley. Weston Cage. Nicholas Cage's son. Wow, that's... Wow. California. The 26-year-old did exchange information with the other driver, but then fled before police arrived. Not long <laughs> after he fled, responding officers were able to locate Weston, still close to the scene. They gave chase, and Weston lost control of his car, crashing into a street side, taking down mailboxes, and okay. then hitting a tree. He was arrested and taken to the hospital to receive medical treatment before he was booked into jail. Officers later determined that his blood alcohol concentration was 0.15. He was charged with DUI and two counts of hit and run, to which he pleaded no contest in August of the same year. Mm. was sentenced to three years of probation and a three-month alcohol Um, So the one photo on the... Watching TV now. One photo on the right. The no, photo on the left doesn't look that great. The one on the right looks like I might have seen him in something. I don't I don't know if he's been in anything or not. I, I, don't, I don't really care to look him up. To be honest with you. I feel like I might have seen him in something. Because he has that generic like American Horror Story white guy look. That maybe he was in one of the seasons of those shows. I don't fucking know. He was also ordered to pay penalty fines in addition to his sentence. Western Cage. A choice of between 350 hours of community service, 30 days of community labor, or 45 days in county. I'm not interested in meeting you. You don't want to meet your father. I thought like he was so obsessed. So did he name his son Jarrell or something like that? Or a son Jarrell? I don't know if he has more than one kid. I feel like there was like a time period where like Nick Cage was supposed to be playing Superman. It was so de- dedicated to the role he named his child after it. That's me just remembering misinformation that I've heard over 10 years ago. So it's been diluted, diluted, and diluted again. It was probably wrong to begin with. Bryson Rashad Bryant. Bryson Rashad Bryant Bryant was facing multiple charges after getting caught with illegal drugs. Oh, Nene Leak's son. 
was in Lawrenceville, Georgia. The Gwinnett County Police received a call about a Any leaks of the rail housewives and weather Farmington Court on July the 3rd of 2023. A responding officer approached the car and found she stopped doing that. She was like, I'm going on a comedy tour. Bitch, ain't that funny about what the fuck you do other than you selling your... Anybody that agrees to be on a reality show of those nature... Of that nature, not a reality show of like we're filming, not like a doc doc uh, documentarian show. We're gonna show a life cycle of like beetles or sloths or something like that, and whatever happens happens. We have to capture it all. No manufactured Hollywood reality shows. You wanna be famous? And you can only show us you're a horrible person because you you passed the test to do what it takes to be on those shows. You're a horrible person. That should be the litmus test of character. If you've been on a reality show and you weren't like one of the first ones to go, because I, I understand you, maybe you were low on money or something like that, but if you weren't one of the first ones to go and you lasted to the end or won the show or some shit like that, you're a horrible person. Bryant, who initially identified himself using his younger brother's name, the officer inspected the interior of the car and he spotted a small plastic bag Containing white powdery substance on the Son gave cops fake identity after arrest. Professional fentanyl. Did he know it's fentanyl? Or was it like straight fentanyl? Because it's my thing too. Like, we're fucking doing drugs and shit. I understand fentanyl. When mixed properly with its stuff, it's supposed to give you that extra. Extra, extra. It's so high, you can't fucking, you'll never be able to get it again, right? Using it without it. But you think your fucking average fucking drug dealer, drug slinger, motherfucker selling drugs, paid attention to chemistry class? Probably not. Most likely not. So they don't know how to fucking mix that shit. They just fucking do whatever or get it however it's done. It's done somewhere else. It's supposed to be. <laughs> kind of like the well, they're supposed to do it over there <laughs> and they fuck it up and they come fucked up over here hey, it ain't my fault man they're supposed to do it over there <laughs> our incident and charged with possession of a controlled substance and loitering after investigators discovered his real identity and learned he was wanted for a probation violation he was additionally charged with a violation of probation and given a false name to an officer Bryant is the eldest son a former Real Housewives of Atlanta star, Mimi Leakes. Following his arrest, Leakes appeared on a podcast where she acknowledged that her son had an ongoing issue with drugs. Of course. Added that she was shocked that Bryant was in possession of fentanyl. As of the latest updates, Bryant was released from jail on October the 5th of 2023. After the release. A $6,000 $6, bond. Today's topic was. Wow, he's released. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Fentanyl kills the weak. I let that sort of out, man. If you can't get your shit from this pure source, you don't deserve to have it, baby. I'm able to get the shit from fucking right off the boat. Obrochalo. Spanish man Daniel Sancho Obrochalo, a chef and a YouTuber. Confessed to killing and dismembering his partner before dumping his body parts around Thailand's Koh Phangan Island. 
Ranjalo had arrived in Thailand on July the 31st of 2023. I remember hearing about this, that he uh, was kind of like a lover boy, and he was the chef's lover boy, and maybe, like, you know, he got used to being in a certain type of lifestyle and realized, like, once he breaks up with you or once he goes, that all goes away with it because he had nothing to contribute himself, he killed him. As a tourist, together with his boyfriend, 44-year-old Edwin Arrieta Artiaga. Two days later, the two allegedly had a fight after Sancho broke up with Arrieta because the 29-year-old... Here's, here's also why you should live your life. When I say live your life, I mean live where you have... Everyone can have secrets. You know, secrets are part of life, right? But nothing that's, like, devastating enough to, like, change your life. If it's something like, you know, hey, our parents got divorced in this time period. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But we have to live your life the, the way you want to live your life. is because it is. It's because if you're in a situation like this where you're dating a young, beautiful twink male... I know, I know the uh, terminology, right? <laughs> uh, you know, you, you're supporting them and stuff like that, and they get used to that, and then you cut them off, then they're going to be like, I'm going to tell everybody you've been with me, and you've been supporting me for all these years. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, don't live your life to a point where that's like, do it, I don't care. I really don't care. You can open that up and have it happen. Everything we did was consensual. I didn't hit you. I didn't beat you. We may have argued from time to time, but I never laid hands on you. We loved each other. We slept with each other. We woke with each other. All types of, you know, all types of that. And, you know, make it so that they can't use that against you. Was going to get married to someone else. Arietta was furious and threatened to publish intimate photos of his partner as a way of revenge. This, in turn, infuriated Sancho, who, according to his own testimony... Who is Sancho? I don't know. Son of Spanish, of Spanish film stars... Son of Spanish film stars arrested in Thailand on suspicion of killing in dismembering man. Okay. Fell back and hit his head on a bathtub. The surgeon then allegedly bit the chef on the hand. Ronchalo said that in his pain, he proceeded to thrash Edwin's head against the tub until he died. Sancho dismembered Arietta's lifeless body and dumped its pieces of various Sancho. locations on the island. Sancho. After Sancho had checked out... Is it little Sancho? I mean... Here's what I noticed, too. When I worked at the comedy club, they would call... Um, they would call one particular person Sancho. But that wasn't his name. His name was nowhere near Sancho. It wasn't... And this was Latino people doing it too, mind you. It wasn't like a racist thing. Well, maybe within the community. I don't know if it was a racist thing, but... It wasn't like, white people, hey, uh, Sancho, come here, Sancho. Clean this up, Sancho. Sancho was... Considered a... From what I remember... There, like a, it's like a, uh, it's hard to explain. I really don't know why I went down the pathway if I couldn't explain it. It's hard to explain, but look up Sancho in, in, in Latin American countries 
or like greetings and stuff like that. I think it was more like Sancho was more like dude or guy or something like that. Look, hey Sancho, come back, Sancho. You know, tell me come over here or something like that. You know, and they did no Sancho or something like that, and then that's like a thing. I don't know. I don't know why I shared that. I had no fucking uh, resolution to it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all we need to do is go back in time and solve the problem. Okay, well, how do you go back in time? I don't know. <laughs> Basically, what I did. For a local party, a garbage collector working at an area landfill discovered a bag containing a man's pelvis and human intestines. A subsequent search of the dump site turned up another bag with human legs and some items of clothing. Authorities said DNA tests of the remains confirmed they belonged to Arietta and that various evidence quickly pointed them to Broncello, including blood, hair, Broncello. and recovered from the drain in the bathroom of his well, He didn't even say who he was related to, though. Hotel Sancho was detained and not long after yes, he probably, he probably did that shit. 15 pieces and dumping them around the island. Some of the remains including Arietta's head, palms, and two... What? Because, I mean, but the way it started, you think like, well, I don't know, the same thing here. No, he's a child of, I guess, stars in another country. It wouldn't matter, you know, it wouldn't matter to us because we wouldn't know who they are. So I guess it doesn't matter for the, the Western civilization to know who they are, but... He was a son of movie stars, quote unquote, and that's how his life turned out. On parts, later washed up ashore. He was charged with premeditated murder and concealment of the body. As of the latest updates, son of Spanish film stars, film stars accused of murdering, dismembering, surgeon on tourist island. The man was put into the St. Louis prison where he'd been visited by his parents, Rodolfo Sancho and Silvia Bronchano, both famous Spanish actors. <laughs> I don't say I don't I don't know who they are, so I don't know if that's good, bad, I don't I don't fucking know. In nineteen thirty-two year old California man, Christian Brando. Oh yeah, Christian Brando did a murder. Christian was the son of Marlon Brando, one of the most elusive actors of the 20th Marlon century. Marlon Brando. A few days prior to the incident, Christian's pregnant half-sister, 20-year-old Cheyenne, was visiting their father and stayed at his residence. On May the 16th, Cheyenne's boyfriend, 26-year-old Dag Drollet, flew from Tahiti to Los Angeles to visit Cheyenne. That same evening, Cheyenne, who was heavily pregnant at the time, had dinner with her brother at a local restaurant and told him that Drollet had been physically abusive towards her. Christian got upset and after getting drunk that night, decided to confront Drollet about the alleged abuse at his father's estate. Christian and Drollet barely knew each other and the confrontation quickly spiraled with Christian drawing a gun, supposedly to scare Drollet, according to Christian. Drollet tried to grab the gun, and as they were both fighting over it, it accidentally went off. Christian claimed that he didn't intend to kill the man. Nevertheless, he was arrested and initially... I mean, if he was defending his sister, and what it sounds like... I mean, I know it doesn't sound like he was, like, defending her in the heat of the moment, 
what it sounds like was that there was a history of abuse. He probably knew about it, had a couple of drinks to get the strength to talk about it with the guy. Like, he probably wasn't able to confront him head on sober or whatever the case may be. You know, just a couple of drinks, get me loose, and I can talk about it, and then that's what happened. So, maybe that's what happened. Oh. Charged with murder, the coroner's office later determined that the cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head and neck. The bullet had entered the left side of his face and exited the lower back of his neck. At the time of the trial, Cheyenne had been admitted to a psychiatric hospital in Tahiti. Because of the absence of her testimony, prosecutors couldn't prove that the killing was premeditated. As a result, Christian was presented with a plea deal. After the pre-trial proceedings, Christian pleaded guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to five years behind bars. He was released on parole in January 1996. After serving less than five years, in an interview with the Times, the man said that later revelations about why did Christian Brando shoot Shine Brando's boyfriend? Uh, uh, he did his time, man. He did his time. Doesn't seem like he's a threat Cheyenne's to anybody else. Mental health had made him question whether she'd been beaten by Drollit. He said, I feel like a complete chump for believing her. Number eight. Hold on, hold on, what? After serving less than five years, in an interview with the Times, the man said that later revelations about Cheyenne's mental health had made him question whether she'd been beaten by Drollit, he said, I feel like a complete chump for believing her. So, is they, she might have lied about it. You've died. As a young heir to the billion dollar Red Bull fortune, Ooh. or a youth boss, Yubadaya, was long considered to be above the law in his native Thailand. A grandson Ooh. of Chaleo Yubadaya, who co-founded the energy drink brand, for a youth, was protected by his wealth to the extent he got away with a fatal different Why would you leave a country where you can do anything you want to do there? I mean, a motherfucker can crash his car into a government building and walk out and be like, oh, I'm good. You know, take care of this for me. And not nothing happens. September the 3rd of 2012, he was driving his Ferrari at high speed while having a concoction of alcohol and illegal drugs in his system. Mm -hmm. He struck police sergeant major Wichian Clan Preserve who was on a motorbike and dragged his body for over 300 feet no. before fleeing the scene. Several charges were brought against him, and the authorities ensured the public that the case would be taken seriously. However, Vora Youth failed to appear in court for eight consecutive times, as his lawyers had repeatedly postponed summons. He then fled to Singapore, where he abandoned his private jet. As of late July 2020, all charges against the young here were dropped on the instructions of the Thai Attorney General without any elaboration or explanation. Number seven. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is, they have money going everywhere. We're not going to charge him until his dad does right by us. And if he doesn't do right by us, then we'll charge him. But that's the Red Bull fortune right there. So if you're out there drinking Red Bull right now, just know you're supporting a title rich kid out there who thinks he can get away with anything. That. Ethan Couch. When he was only 16 years old, Ethan Couch killed four people while driving Ooh. under the influence. Couch grew up in Burleson, Texas, under conditions of considerable wealth. Stemming from his father's metal roofing company, he was driving himself to school at the age of 13. 
and when the educational institution questioned this practice, Couch's father threatened to buy the school. On the evening of June the 15th of 2013, Couch was captured by Walmart security cameras as he stole two cases of beer. Oh, the after one's a case. Drove away with seven passengers in his father's Ford F-350 pickup truck. Couch was going 70 miles per hour on a rural road where the limit was 40 miles per hour. 70, 40 is 30 miles over the limit. A group of people assisted About 30 miles A collision of multiple cars ensued in which four people were killed and nine others were injured, including a passenger of Couch's Ford who was left paralyzed. In court, Couch's lawyers called in a psychologist who argued that the teenager was a product of a condition called affluenza brought on by his wealthy upbringing. Oh, we can get to a whole, whole deep discussion about this case. Because that is fucking bullshit that that worked for that case. Saying, oh, you're so rich, you don't know the consequences of your action. How about, you're so poor, you don't know the consequences of your actions. Would never work the other way around. That would never work the other way around. But for some reason, it worked for this guy. The idea was that he couldn't connect his actions to consequences because... His parents had never given him any boundaries. The judge agreed, and Couch was given a surprisingly lenient sentence of rehabilitation at a North Texas mental health facility. Mm. In December of 2015, however, Couch and his mother were detained in the Mexican resort city of Puerto Vallarta. He'd been declared a fugitive after a video emerged of him on Twitter. Drinking. Beer pong at a party. For violating his probation, Couch was sentenced to serve two years in prison. Number six. Hey, if you enjoyed this show that was presented for you, a lot of hard work, a lot of hard time, researching stuff via Google and Whiskey, um, please feel free to email me at comedyjokes at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a producer of the show and you want to show love to me and everything I've done, you can also do so by going to the Cash App, Cash App AD Comedy Jokes. Greatly appreciate anything sent. Even a dollar helps a dream come true. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking to come rich off this, but I just want to get my message out there. Greatly appreciate you all. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me a chance. I can't express the thank you enough. I really appreciate you all.